you're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. So in this week's Tuesday report with Andrew Dambina, uh, we've got a bit of artsing around with eminent local artists and academic head of the Hong Kong Art School, who is often exhibiting abroad, Jaffa Lam. And uh, they spoke in her new territory studio last week, and two months after, she had a huge uh, art exhibition at Art Basel in Hong Kong, and also a week after her solo exhibition ended. Hi, this is Jaffa Lam. I'm based in Hong Kong and I'm the artist. People call me sculptor or installation artist or artist working in the community or whatever, but um, I'm artist. And also I'm a teacher. I teach in uh, Hong Kong art school. I'm the academic head mm. of the school, also the coordinator of the sculpture in major. It's not often as an arts reporter that I get a chance to go to an artist studio. We're here sitting in your studio in Photan. Listeners, Jaffa has just told me that she is not normally working in such a tidied up space. And I can believe it, because this looks like things are very carefully put around in a very lovely, neat, orderly way. Is that right? Yeah, that is not me, not my studio usually like that. Um, My studio is always messy and full of the dust. The dust uh, could be like uh, uh, concrete dust, could be like uh, uh, the iron dust, or could be the wood dust. Right, now this is a very interesting point that you've led us to because you say that you are a sculptor mostly but you do work in very mixed media, don't you? When you come to make your sculptures or installations is it the concept that dictates the material or do you see some interesting material and think I've got an idea for this? It's not about, you know, uh, I want to do so many things. People thought I have so many things uh, in my studio I want to make. Actually, it's not. I only make the work based on the invitations of the show. Mainly, I will go to see the site first. The site will let me know what kind of material or what kind of art form I should apply to the specific site installation. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm going to ask you to give a deeper dive into what was behind an artwork that was at Art Basel Hong Kong in late March this year. It was very impressive. I stood under it myself. It was a canopy that was pieced together, forming a canopy that was suspended from the ceiling. And in the corners, there were flat-based trolleys incorporated into concrete blocks. Yeah, when I got this invitation, first thing is um, I need to think why I'm in Art Basel. Because I'm not the person who will show my work in very commercialized situation. Uh, My work is uh, mainly about what happens uh, in the community. So I felt like, okay, maybe I can speak some for my community. That's why I take the invitation. So and then I think, what should I show? I work with the Hong Kong Women Worker Association more than a decade. And I always ask myself, why should I keep working in art? I try to understand myself. Okay, it's kind of very selfish, but also I need to understand other people first. And then from them, I can see my reflections from working with them, from talking with them, and understand their situation. I start working on 
this kind of practice uh, since 2003. So in this case, the material that was in the canopy was sewn together by women? They are women members from the Hong Kong Women Association. Okay. Those members could be housewife, oh. could be young, or the mid-age, or they're retired person. Mm. And then I find that this time, it's better to let the people know them. In 2005, we also already show in Taipei Mocha. It cover is almost like a 4,000 square foot. So that is largest one. That is a huge canopy with a moon in the middle, without trolleys. For the trolley work, I start to work 2008. I make the six trolley cover with the bricks like uh, making them into a corner of the street because oh. I was out to stay in New York for eight months in 2007. When I came back, I felt like, oh, this is a place I don't know anymore because the corner of the street is totally disappears because they need to build a shopping mall next year. So the street become the empty space. And then that's why I make the trolley carry all these uh, bricks. It looks like a corner of the street can be moved. So, and then this is the first time to put them all together. It's a show not only the women worker, not, on, not only the single patch work, uh, worker, but also my blacksmith from Fortan. And also concrete I make by myself. So it's kind of like a showing of all this laboring work made in Hong Kong. It's very much a grassroots level skill put into something which is art, which conventionally they may never go to see this kind of thing in an art gallery. Yes. When the people uh, keep talking about the NFT and talking about the AI robot can paint, mm. um, but I still treasure those uh, old memories. Maybe I'm kind of like old people now. And I think that is a very important for the people to know their past, to know their local history, and then move forward. But at least we have to keep this uh, craft or heritage craft keep going. Fortunately, in the last five to ten years, maybe maximum, there's been more interest in installation as an art form to be shown in Hong Kong. Because let's say before ten years ago, it was much more rare, wasn't it? Generally in Hong Kong. I think it's, uh, most of them, they will invest in the shopping mall. Not much big work in shopping mall. But of course, uh, like this year, Basel also commissioned some of the big uh, sculpture in shopping mall. Okay, everyone see. Mm. But the shopping mall, think about the purpose of the shopping mall or some place for private properties uh, area mm. or the commissions by the MTR. Yes, they do have, but not this huge for occupy such a big area for longer time. Something bear in mind is those art is for decoration only. They will have their other priorities uh, first. For example, like for the MTR, because I work for MTR in Hong Kong station. Their priority is, you know, this is a transit place. You cannot block the people's uh, paths. Mm. 
And for the station, they say uh, the most of the sculpture they need is sitting. I think making artwork is more than serving them. It's also about education, also about you know what kind of inspirations or something insight to those audience when they can still can sit there as a functional chair. So in Hong Kong Station, I'm trying to you know make the work like that. You see the stone sitting, so people can sit there. And uh, also, I make the pictures on the glass panels on the back, and then the escalator, you know, just next to the back pattern, it looks like a sip off the back. When you get off from the train, and then you are in the back, and then when you Get out from the escalator. You are out of the back. Riding up the zip. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the whole station is my work. From what I know about your work and what you've been saying in this interview, you're very much、um, an ideas-generated artist.、Mm-hmm. So, when you went to New York, that you mentioned before, did it change your horizons about? What else you could put into your art, or are you just staying true to your connection with the community and the things around you in Hong Kong? Something I cannot change myself is the background of myself, my family background,、mm. where I am from, and also my identity as an immigrant in Hong Kong.、Mm. Also, my gender I cannot change. I should say for the listeners that you came to Hong Kong as a child from mainland China. You had to adapt from a more rural setting to the city, didn't you? Yeah. So this is something you cannot change. The only thing difference is the site. Whenever you go, you carry all this、uh, with you, and then to observe. These different cities. When I was in New York, and then because of the ACC's、uh, Asia Cultural Council's、uh, scholarship,、mm. I was there. So when I visit all these、uh, gallery, and I feel like I don't think I can work out there. So the work that you did there in New York, did you sh- put those on exhibition in Hong Kong when you came back? Never.、Uh, Hong Kong. Most of the Hong Kong people never know. I'm also making glass. And I also make giant、um, uh, slum glass, also the cast glass. Where did the interest in casting in glass come from? A very different、uh, medium than these other ones that we've mentioned. I know that apart from fabric and metal welding, you also work in wood, bricks as well. You have no limits to the、uh, materials you will use. Yeah. Why? Why should you set a limitation? <laughs> I just got the opportunity.、Mm. One of the gallery, and they want to develop the glass work、oh, in Hong Kong,、okay. but no one work in the glass.、Mm. And、uh, she came to me,、uh, you know, asked me if I'm interested or to make glass. And then I learned this、uh, cast glass、uh, in Shanghai University.、Oh. I pay for that. It's so、mm. expensive and never saw anything.、Oh. Uh, but after I'm making all this、uh, glass, and then I got the opportunity to show in the Chicago Silver Fair for the glass and the craft fair. Then、mm. Axel Van Vorf in Hong Kong recently, you had a one-person show there, didn't you? Yeah, they are super kind. They contacted me in 2021 for the group show.、Mm. Several artists. So luckily, I'm the one being chosen to have the solo show in the next year.、Um, yeah, it's an unforgettable experience. 
you know, because uh, that is uh, international gallery. But a lot of your works, if they reflect aspects of Hong Kong, perhaps China, where you're a little girl, how do you pick what you might think will appeal to a European gallery? I don't think I choose it by myself. The gallery team here, even they are from different countries, they are living in Hong Kong for so many years. They totally understand my work very well about who makes us as a part of the Hong Kong people. And when we are doing the solo show, mm. um, we work together to arrange the work. Uh, in coming show, in end of September, it will include my earliest February work. But this show will happen in Antwerp. In Belgium? Yeah. Hang on a moment. Are Hong Kong people going to get the chance to see these artworks? <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. I, I want to go back to something that we both mentioned before. You grew up in mainland China. Um, how old were you when you came to Hong Kong? Yeah, I was born in Fudin. Uh, actually um, and then I came to Hong Kong with my sister and my mom 1985 mm -hmm. when I was 12 yeah. big difference is when I'm in Hong Kong I was living in the rooftop so when I'm in the China in Fudin that time I never know my family is poor because no compare mm. <laughs> when I came to Hong Kong living in that area you know, where I wear, where uh, also what kind of uh, uh, back I have, then I know we are poor. And then uh, also I need to work in a factory is a, as an illegal labor. That time, you know, you are poor. You mm -hmm. have to help your parents. So really quite a transition going from that beginning in Hong Kong to becoming an artist as we sit here in your studio with a great big piece that you say is not so big, but I think it was in Art Basel. Uh, when you decided that you loved to practice art, uh, what was the reaction from your family? They came from a humble beginning. They just say it's not going to make money. Hmm. And uh, because I work since 12, I make my own money mm. already. So I'm very, very independent. I don't need mom to care, worry about my school fee, my, my book fee. I make the money. So when I talk to mom, because mom wants me to be a doctor, I say, if you let me to study in art, what I like, I could be the number one in the class. So that is the bargain with my mom. So my mom said, okay, if you can be happy of what you study, so I think that is important. But just make sure you can make the money, make your living. Yeah, that's it. Art and artists have become more obvious in Hong Kong in the last one to two decades compared to 20 or more years ago. Would you say to people such as students in the art school that there is a good future to become a fine artist in Hong Kong? Definitely. I even told them if you are from grassroots family, the best way for you is doing art. Yeah, I'm, I'm the role model. You know, when you study in foreign art, it's not about, you know, you can paint or you can draw. It's about you have a very good critical thinking training. So if you have this art training, you dare to think out of the box. Got it. Well, thank you very much for your time, Jaffa Lam. Yeah, thank you very much for listening and talk to me. 
That was artist and art educator Jaffa Lam, and she was speaking to our arts correspondent, Andrew Dambina. Thank you so much, Andrew, for such a fantastic interview. Cheers to you, Jaffa Lam. Trust me.